the Abraham Accords, Israeli-Palestinian peace, Pride Month, transgender boys and girls bathrooms, open borders, Israel's new government, all of this in the news today. We will discuss these events from a prophetic perspective while taking your calls on this open line edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. I should say this open line edition. I'll be taking your calls today. And the number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. The number to reach our operators, 1-800-363-8463. And uh, already got some calls on the screen. I'll be getting to you in just a moment. But I had a very good question that somebody asked me. They actually sent it just prior to me coming on the air today. And I wanted to answer this question for online just to make sure everybody got the benefit of this because I've got it from more people than just this individual. So the question is, when the Palestinians sign the peace treaty, or if the Palestinians when they sign the peace accords in the near future, that's an if, will the final seven years start at that date? In other words, if or when they sign the Abraham Accord, uh, will the seven years begin September 15th when it was signed last year in 2020, or will it begin when the Palestinians sign on to it? I've had people tell me that they believe that, that the Abraham Accords, when it was signed in September, that that started the final seven years. And that is, I, I don't believe that to be the case. The, Isra- the, the peace agreement that starts the final seven years will be between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And the agreement, just so you'll know, you say, well, how, do you, how will we know? There's a lot of prophecy, a lot of things. I'm not going to take time to go into all of it today. But there are five biblical characteristics of the peace agreement that will start the final seven years. God made it so that there would be, um, there would be no missing it. When that agreement has the five characteristics of the, peace, the end time peace agreement, then we will know we start the final seven years. The Abraham Accords, when they were signed on the White House lawn, September 15th, that did not have the five characteristics. It didn't even deal with the Temple Mount. It didn't deal with the two-state solution, all that stuff. So the five characteristics, that's what we're looking for. We're never going to move off of that. You say, well, what are the five characteristics? Well, number one, it's the peace agreement will create a two-state solution in the... West Bank and the uh, Israel proper. If you understand how that is, if I had a map, I could go over it all. But um, the two-state solution 
right there. It's going to allow the Jews that currently, the settlers is a, as they're referred to in the news, it's going to allow them to live out there in the Palestinian jurisdiction as a Jewish minority. Number three, the Temple Mount is going to be placed under an internationally supervised sharing arrangement. And that will allow them to build their third temple. That's number four. And then number five, Israel will, contra- will retain control of Jerusalem throughout the entire final seven-year period, all the way to the end. Because when the Battle of Armageddon occurs, the Bible says in Zechariah that the half of the city of, the, of Jerusalem will be taken, which means that Israel will have retained control of the entire city of Jerusalem all the way throughout. So again, and I've had, and the reason I wanted to bring this up online on air today is because I've had a lot of people that have questioned this. Hey, the Abraham Accords were signed. We started the final seven years. No, that's simply not the case. It has to be between. Now, the Abraham Accords could lead to the final seven years. Absolutely. And the signing of the peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians. But September 20, no, it did, the final seven years did not start then. Again, think about it. The Abraham Accords didn't, didn't even solve one of those, uh, have one of those five characteristics included. It was simply the normalization of relations between uh, the United Arab Emirates and Israel and, and two or three other nations, Sudan, some other ones, Bahrain, the normalization of relations with them. It had nothing to do with the Palestinians, okay? It did take their veto power away from being able to just walk away from a negotiating table, but... It did not have these five characteristics. So we will know specifically when this peace agreement is signed, it has these five characteristics. Then we will know that's when we're going to send a magazine to every home in Israel and we're going to launch. It's going to be the catalyst that will launch us into that final seven year period. Then a lot of things are going to happen. If I know I've got a lot of calls here, I'm going to go ahead and go to the calls. But once we know those five um, characteristics have a, are in place with an Israeli-Palestinian agreement, then we'll know the final seven years has started. Now, I'll get more off into what happens after that if we have time. It doesn't look like from my full screen of callers here that I'm going to be able to do that. And of course, this is your day. We want you to call in uh, the number one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. So I'm going to go right to the calls here. Um, I may be able to take one or two before the first break. Let's go to Johnny in Arizona. God bless Johnny. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hello, Hello. John. Hello, Hello Johnny. Sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good to doing I, tremendous. I've been listening for a while. And uh, I haven't called in, but I had a question um, yes, regarding sir. regarding the, the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. And um, if you think, I know you've talked about it before, but, um, you know, it's just God's put it on my heart to ask you for myself. Do you think that this uh, this shot is the mark of the beast, or will bring in, will usher in the mark of the beast? Because to me, that's what it feels like. That's what it seems like. And um, I just wanted your your opinion on that. Yes, sir. So I had this question on an interview yesterday. I did a uh, radio interview with a guy who was in Washington D.C. Yesterday, he asked me the exact same question, and that question is on a lot of people's mind right now. Is the COVID vaccine the mark of the beast? The answer to that is no. Let me show you how I know that, Johnny. 
is because if you define the mark of the beast, what is that? Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18. The Bible says that everyone on earth will be given their own unique identification number, a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. But the Bible says it'll be a number. And without that number, you're not going to be able to function in society. Um, Johnny, I'm coming up to a break here. Can you hold to the other side of the break? Yes, sir. Okay, very good. Because I want to make sure everybody hears this answer. And so for all of you joining me, I will be taking your calls. one 363 8463 And I want to say thank you for joining me today. I love these open line sessions. We've got a lot of great, wonderful questions coming up. So looking forward to the next segment of End of the Age. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one. Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of revelation don't miss this special offer call now 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com to order call or go online now to get this comprehensive bible study we've seen bible prophecy fulfilled like never before From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith. In the hearts of Christians around the world, we will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Well, welcome back, everybody. And uh, Johnny, are you still with me? I'm still with you, Okay, sir. good. So if you, once you recognize what the mark of the beast is, everybody's going to be given their own unique mark of identification in their right hand or in their forehead. And without that, they're not going to be able to buy or sell or really participate in society as a whole. That's going to be the goal, economic sanctioning of individuals. Mm. Once you understand what that is, and then you, then that ties into the, the, the move away from cash onto a digital society, digital currencies oh, yeah. and things like that to control people. Well, then you look back at the question of, the COVID vaccine, is that the mark of the beast? No, it is not the mark of the beast. However, the societal conditioning that comes along with the COVID vaccine, having, you know, almost, um, there are it's nations like that are coercing attack. people. Yeah, that becomes a precursor 
in society to the mark of the beast type situation where the governments could, will coerce people to do things. But at this point, could, the COVID vaccine is not the mark of the beast, no. Well, and could I just ask a quick, quick follow-up question yeah. on that is, you know, when you're talking about these vaccines and, and they're, you know, the mRNA technology messing with the DNA, but not only that, uh, they're, they're using different DNA from certain animals and jellyfish and literally one of one of the chemicals is literally called uh, luciferinus and it's inside of the vaccine so don't uh, it, it wouldn't people have a responsibility like your pastor or you to say hey this is not you know you shouldn't put this in your body it's changing your dna doesn't god talk about you know keeping your dna pure as in not uh, putting putting things in your body that are going to change you, changes creation. Yeah. So the the so I've I've done my research on this, Johnny, and I have people that are at the top of their field in this. Uh, that I, matter of fact, I work with a lady. I, I know a lady who's a partner of ours. I don't want to call her name on air, and I've had people say, "Well, you don't really know the lady." Yeah, I absolutely do know the lady. I could call her name. But she's in the top of the field. She works at one of the colleges out on the East Coast that is developing two of the vaccines. She's told me specifically that it will not alter your DNA. I didn't say all the vaccines, the two that she's working on. So I'm, what I'm saying and my position on the vaccine, again, I'm a prophecy teacher. I'm not a doctor. I don't have the qualifications to tell anybody you should or should not take the vaccine. So I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not qualified to do that. So I'm saying do your own research. If you want to take the vaccine, it's not taking the mark of the beast. It's not going to send you to hell. I know a lot of people have said, well, hey, there's a dye that goes into your hand. It's in the mark of the beast, and they'll be able to wipe a, swipe a phone or some kind of monitoring device across your hand. That stuff simply is not in the vaccine. Now, with that said... I'm not pro-vaccine. I don't want to take the vaccine. We were considering um, taking a tour to Israel in the fall. It appears that we may cancel that trip because I simply don't want to take the vaccine, number one. Number two, it's a big mess right now because they want us to um, take yeah, a test. Pri- there. Well, they want us to take a test prior to going to have everybody on the tour group take a test when they get there. And if anybody tests positive, which you know these things can come up um, oh, yeah. positive when somebody's it's totally, not. If, it's if, inferior technology. Yeah, if somebody was to test positive once they got there, somebody in our tour group, they would have to quarantine the whole time while they were there, even though they paid all this money, and then to test again before they leave the country. And so we thought, you know what, there's too much red tape. <laughs> our tour guides and things are saying, you know what, I don't. it's just a mess right now. So I don't think I want to put a tour group through that. Uh, plus, I really don't want to take the vaccine. I'm hoping by next spring, everything will have dissipated and we can go over there uh, just by taking my temperature or something like that. I mean, but I don't want to take the vaccine. However, Johnny, I have many, many pastor friends of mine, family members, partners of ours who work in the medical industry that have taken the vaccine with zero side effects. I know you hear about all the spin in the news about there's tons of side effects. I have, I know many people who have taken it with zero side effects, you know, and so with all of that said, I can't, 
take a position with the influence that I have and say, no, you should not take the vaccine. I'm not, I'm not in the position to do that because I'm not a doctor. I'm, I, I'm not qualified in that. So you say, well, hey, a pastor should stand in a pulpit and say, don't take the vaccine. I absolutely do not agree with that. And so that's my own personal opinion. Um, do your research. Not, you know, if there's a vaccine that, that out there that alters DNA, I say don't take that one. But do your research, make sure you pray about it, and make your own decision. But I know there's a lot of people saying, no, absolutely, this is the, you know, this is the, the, the mark of the beast and things like that, or there's all these things. I don't agree with vaccines, but I'm not in the position to tell somebody not to take one. There are no scriptures in the Bible that would prohibit an individual from taking a vaccine. I want to make that clear to everybody. A lot of people try to, mm. tries to tie the Bible into all of this. But there, people have been taking vaccines for decades now. And would I say they were unsaved? No, I would not. And so we got to be real careful when we start telling people what to do with their health. I'm not a health advisor. I'm a prophecy teacher. There's a big difference in that. Well, I trust you over a doctor, but all right. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I'm saying do your own research. You got to do your own research. Oh, I know. And you got to, you know, I, and I've been in prayer oh. about this. And I don't, um, I've had people try to nail me to the wall over it. And I simply am like, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not qualified for this. I know if, if it was the mark of the beast, Johnny, I would be standing on the table saying, no, 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 don't do it. But we're simply not there with this. And so All I've right. had, I've got minister friends of answer. mine. So I've got minister friends of mine that have taken it. I've got a friend of mine. His dad is the health officer of a state which is in the proximity of, he didn't want me to mention his name, and I know that's a, everybody's going to say, well, that's a cop-out. I'm just being totally honest with you. I've got a friend of mine, a pastor friend. His dad is a health officer over a state in the, which is next, close to Texas. I'll put it like that. And I went back and forth with him and his dad. His dad said, the dyes and things simply are not in the vaccines. It do, he told me it does not alter the DNA because it doesn't get into the genome. Now, I know if you go read articles, some of them will say, yes, it alters your DNA. He's the health officer of a state. And, uh, and he told me, he said, it simply is not true. And he said, and he took it and his son took it, who's a pastor friend of mine, zero side effects. So what I'm saying is before you get online and start trying to be a doctor and then start trying to tell people, Oh, don't take it. Make sure you do all the research. Don't look at some YouTube video where they're trying to in the spin zone and then say, you know, I'm, I need to get on the radio and tell everybody not to take a vaccine. I simply, as a man of God, trying to do the best I can to help people make it to heaven, am not qualified to make that decision. And I will not tell people, do not take the vaccine. If it had a die in it where they were going to read it for identification, absolutely. I would say do not take that. But all of my sources have told me it simply is not in there at this point. Will we get there in the future? Maybe. But we're not there right now. So I'm not prepared to tell people do not take the vaccine. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, a health advisor. I'm a prophecy teacher. And I'm going to stay in my lane until we need to build a fire when the mark of the beast is about ready to be here, then we'll start screaming about it. 
Well, all right, then. Yes, sir. I was just asking to get your opinion because you're someone I listen to every once in a while. I've been listening for a while. So I respect your, you know, your, your, what you say about it. And, yes, sir. Um, you know, that was, that, that was simply why I was calling because, I mean, I, I got my feelings and my, my opinion on it. And sure. I definitely, I definitely, what you said, you know, makes, makes, makes some sense. And I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, I come from a place where my mother was was a no vaxxer in like 1996. Right. So I have none of them. Right. So I mean, you know, I don't worry about it because I don't take them. But I do worry for people that I know that do, you know, take such things. And um, yeah. But thank you for your answer. I know you got other callers and All stuff. Right. So um, thank you much, Johnny. It. I appreciate the call and uh, you know, I know we took a little bit of time there, but I know this is weighing on people's minds. And they do look to us for answers. And I, and I promise you, I, I've, I've done my research. I've talked to people. I've talked to doctors. We've got many doctors and influential doctors. One, one, a very influential doctor here in Dallas talked to me about this. And I've got different partners that work at colleges and things. And from all I can tell and from what the scriptures say, I'm trying to tie all of this together to give the most educated answer that I can, there are no scriptures that would prevent somebody from taking a vaccine. I mean, imagine in my position of influence, I've got thousands of people out there that work in the medical field. And they're saying, well, we're being required to take this vaccine to go to work. And I need to, they're wanting an answer. And I've told them, as far as the vaccine is, do your research. It's not the mark of the beast. And there are no scriptures that would prohibit you from taking a vaccine, that's where we're at. And so, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a health advisor, and so uh, you'll have to prayerfully make your decision from there. But it's not the mark of the beast. If it was the mark of the beast, we'd be having a whole other conversation. And I follow all that stuff very closely, our team does here, to make sure that when that stuff starts coming that we don't participate in that. We're simply not there yet. Whew, man, that took up a lot of the program. I'm sorry about that, but I think it's, it's, a, it's a, a much-needed conversation. Let's go to Joe in New York. God bless Joe. Welcome to End of the Age. Dave. <clears throat> Dave, can you hear me all right? Yes, sir, I absolutely can. Praise God. It's good to hear your voice, my brother. Uh, I'm sorry you had to take so much time with this vaccine thing. It's a big waste of time. It's, uh, it, it, you know... What I would share with all the brothers and sisters, the script, they got to be in the scriptures. My life is hidden with Messiah, Jesus, and God. I listen to the voice of the Lord. That's how I am to live my life. The Lord said the Holy Spirit would be in us to lead us to know all truth. And I have had plenty of time to study science. There's pros and cons about the vaccine. Listen to God. If your life is born again and your life is... Studying the scriptures with your mind, let, let God lead you. I, I don't listen to the scientists. I had both the vaccines. I'm totally fine. I didn't care whether I got them or I didn't got them. But being that my wife is fighting cancer, that her doctor said that I have to, you know, her immune system is compromised. Sure. So I had to honor that because I couldn't care less. If I got the vaccine, if I got, the, if, if I got this and I died... I'd be, I'd be in heaven. <laughs> uh, well, sure. But, but my, that's not why I called. I, okay. I, I saw a statement that the president of France, uh, Macron, uh, made. I watched it on TV7 Israel News. 
and he seems gung-ho. I don't know if you saw that. He was really promoting a peace settlement Mm -hmm. between the Palestinians and Israel. Sure. And I'm wondering if you saw that, because it, it, I was watching this guy, and he's saying that all of France is, you know, this, this, this continual fighting has got to end, and France is totally behind bringing about a peace settlement, I think was his, his terminology. I was yeah. wondering if you saw that. So I, I did not see, was it in a speech or a news interview? I saw it. I, I have uh, on my computer uh, TV7 israelnews.com okay. and they do a daily like 10 minute thing of the you know the headlines yeah. and they showed it they showed the statement that this guy I think it was yesterday okay. it might have been the day before but you can go to TV server no I don't know if they have it in their archives but yeah. uh, you know they have a daily bro- broadcast Monday to Friday that's like 10 12 minutes uh, and uh, I, I watched this guy and I was going whoa because, you know, there's such... Here's the thing that struck me about, you know, the Abram Accords. It's basically the Arab nations. But I think according to Daniel, right, that this covenant has got to be made with many nations. Uh-huh. And I think really we should be watching yes. all the other nations, like the European Union and uh, what this crazy man in Turkey is saying, because this guy keeps flip-flopping back yeah. and forth. I don't know what this president, I forget how you pronounce his yeah. name. Er- Erdogan. Er- Erdogan. But, uh, I mean, does that make sense that we have to really be watching not, not so much the Arab nations, but the covenant with many, I, I believe that's got to go way beyond the Arab nations. Yeah. What do you think? Well, so the, the thing is, is we know that if there's a peace agreement in the Middle East between the Israelis and the Palestinians, that the international community will have to buy into that. You're going to have Russia, China, all these other nations buying into that because it will, be, it will confirm Israel's right to exist in the Middle East once and for all. Uh, or, well, should the, during the final seven-year period. And so the international community, the, the Middle East Quartet, all these different nations will have to buy in, and the Arab nations. Some of the Arab nations, again, when we talk about the Arab, the Abraham Accords, this, this situation could lead to the eventual signing of a peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians. So, yes, the Bible does say he will confirm a covenant with many Another thing that we should mention, Joe, is that um, in the when it comes to a peace agreement coming out of you said the, the Emmanuel Macron, a French president. Um, man, I'm coming up to a break. Hey, Joe, can you hold over the break here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of the main things. We'll talk about this peace agreement when we get back because it's a big thing right now because there's a new government that's supposed to be voted on by the Knesset this coming Sunday evening. And if that's the case, perhaps they could be the one. It's the craziest government. I'll get into some of that when we get back from the break. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. 
When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Okay, Joe, are you still with me? Yes, sir. I am yeah. certainly here. So one of the things we have to look at really quick is that um, there is, that when it talks about he shall confirm a covenant with many for a final seven-year period, the he there is talking about the Antichrist, and it's going to come from the European. The Antichrist comes from the European Union, not America or China or you know South Africa. We know that he comes from the European Union. So when we look at a, like the French president, Emmanuel Macron, talking about peace in the Middle East, we've got to get something done. Or initiating a peace um, plan in the Middle East, he will, be, he will be the one that confirms the covenant. And so I'm not surprised when a French president, Emmanuel Macron, would possibly look at proposing a, a Middle East peace agreement. That may not what he's be, what he, be what he's doing here in this, in this interview, but we know that the European Union is definitely going to be on board with this. And so, you know, what I do is I teach what we know. We know there's going to be a peace agreement. I know the five characteristics of the peace agreement. We know the Bible says he will confirm that with many it's probably going to be many nations, many the rulers of those nations, the, the uh, international community is going to be on board with this. And you understand with the, the original United Nations partition plan that they said, hey, Israel, we're going to give you a little strip of land here. We're going to give the Palestinians the, or the Arabs that lived in that region a, a little strip. And we're going to leave Jerusalem an international city. And so the United Nations has been involved with this since the get-go and it appears, well, we know they're going to be involved in this, uh, in the final peace agreement that starts the final seven years. So I'm not surprised by Emmanuel Macron um, talking about this and advocating for an Israeli-Palestinian peace solution. I mean, a lot of people say that that's the, um, that's the intractable issue in the Middle East right now. We solve that and everything else is solved. Well, we know that that's not true because of the Iranian situation and things like that. But Israel's going to have a place, a place there and a, a homeland there from here on. They're never going to be driven out of there ever again, regardless of what Iran or anybody else does. So 
I know that's a big answer, but uh, you ask a big question. Um, I, and, and, hey, Joe, it's good talking to you, uh, but I've got a full bank of callers here I'm going to try to get to the, before the end of the program. So uh, God, God bless, bless you, my friend, and it's great to hear you from you. Take care. All right. Thank you so much. Let's go to Tom in Texas. God bless, Tom. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello, Brother Dave. How's it going? It's, I'm just doing tremendous. How are you? Well, I'm doing amazing. Praise the Lord for that. I, I have a question here about the, the Equality Bill Act. If this Equality Bill Act is passed in the Senate and goes to President Biden, do you mm-hmm. think this will end religious liberties in America? Because I'm concerned about this bill. Well, it will go a long way towards ending religious liberties because, I mean, imagine if you're a, uh, and I was actually going to talk about this if I had some time. It looks like I'm not going to have time now, but I'll I'll take your question uh, at my liberty to do that. There's a 14-year-old girl that just spoke to her school board. And what they're wanting to do is they're wanting to implement a resolution that says if a young man now we're talking junior high high school decides he's a female then he should be allowed to use the bathroom that goes along with his gender identity not the gender he was born with and that's on his birth certificate but that's his gender how he identifies i wake up one morning i'm a female so they were they were saying hey we're going to pass this resolution that says this young man should be able to use females bathrooms change in their locker rooms play on their sports teams da 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 right on down the line well this is happening in the news right now and the school boards they're this 14 year old girl and this school board's going back and forth over this where has our society come well President Biden has said he is going to push, push, push. Now, I think it's stalled. It's passed the House and it's stalled in the Senate right now. He's pushing to get, he's advocating for this Equality Act. We, he's saying we must pass this right now. Will it end religious freedom? No. Will it go a long way towards that on these certain issues? Absolutely. Because what they want to do, not just the Equality Act, but many others, is to push anti-discrimination laws, which is all of this stuff ties in with that. That's why they're calling this equality. Anti-discrimination laws that would say a, uh, a Christian baker who says, I can't, you know, I will sell you, regardless of your lifestyle, I'll sell you a cake, I'll sell you a donut, a cookie, whatever. But if you ask me to make a cake that says, hey, congratulations, Tom and Jim, on your same-sex wedding, he's saying, as a Christian man, I cannot do that. I can't endorse that kind of union because it goes against my religious beliefs. When you're talking about the Equality Act and all these anti-discrimination laws and things like that, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it so your religious freedom, they're calling it equality, but really, it's pushing the LGBTQ agenda. It's not really equality for the Christian business owner that says, I can't, you know, I, I, um, a, a florist that says, well, I can't make rainbow colored flowers for your same sex wedding and, and say, you know, congratulations, um, Rachel and, and Sarah. You know, she says, I can't do that. Well, these people, these business owners have had lawsuits brought against them as a result of that. 
So the Equality Act and all these other things tie into that um, squelching religious freedoms. And it's not where it's all. It has already begun, Tom. The problem is, it's where does it end up? It in, they would love to say that a, a Christian individual couldn't even say anything. It's it is speech. It's censorship. They would like to censor pastors standing in a pulpit preaching against homosexuality, the sin of homosexuality, even though it's mentioned many times in the Bible. Oh, it's okay to get up in the pulpit and talk about somebody telling a lie on a liar or an adulterer. But no, whoa, don't talk about the LGBT community because you're you might offend somebody talking about sin. So um, that's kind of where it all ties in together. The Equality Act is just one part of that, Tom. All right. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Brother Dave. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And God bless you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Ed in Mississippi. God bless Ed. Welcome to End of the Age. This is out of Revelation 11, 8. Yes, sir. I am wondering about the where it says, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. What does that mean? So... This is one of the parts of prophecy that I do not understand fully. And I know where we're talking about the two witnesses. We go down through here. I know that it's talking about Jerusalem. And but why is that called? There may be an Old Testament answer for that. I simply do not know how to answer this portion of the prophecy when it comes to Revelation 8 here. I don't know why they would call Jerusalem spiritually Sodom and Gomorrah. Probably some kind of metaphor. At this point, I don't have the answer for you. I've never heard my father-in-law teach on that. In all the years I've been studying under him, he was my mentor on prophecy, all the lessons that he've taught. I've never heard him teach on that specific phrase, which says, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. I've never heard him teach on that. So I do not have an answer for you on that, Ed. I do apologize. Thank you. That's yeah. okay. Yes, absolutely. Then I've got another question real quick, if okay. I may. Yes. In Revelation twelve six, it says there about the thousand two hundred and three score days. And that does not come up to three and a half years exactly. And I wonder why. Yeah. So in many places when it's talking about that final three and one half years, it says twelve hundred and sixty days, time times and half a times are forty two months. It's all right there. Um, about three and a half years. It's not, it may not be to the day, but they're all talking about the same time and that's the length of the great tribulation. So um, that's the best answer I'm going to be give you. That's the scriptural answer because the Bible does say in Revelation 13, 42 months. And then here it says 1260 days. It's the same exact um, time period. It's the same exact event that lasts that same time period, three and a half years. Okay. Yes, Thank sir. Thank you. All right, Ed. Now, what I will do, Ed, is I, I will commit to you, because I don't know the answer to this, I will commit to you to doing some research on that and see if I can find that out. If I can find the answer, I'll bring it back on the radio. I would like to hear more teaching on it if you uh, come up with something. Yes, sir. I absolutely will commit to that. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Ed, and God bless you. Uh, have a great weekend. Let's go to Keon right here in Texas. God bless Keon. Welcome to End of the Age. God bless you. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. I had a question about uh, Revelation chapter 2 and 9 and Revelation chapter 3 and 9, where mm-hmm. it says that uh, 
I know the blasphemy of them that say they are Jews but are not, mm -hmm. but are the synagogue of Satan. I ran across this document called The Hidden Tyranny. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's by Harold Wallace Rosenthal. And in it, he said, um, most people don't like to admit, but our God is Lucifer, and he was a Jewish elite. So I'm wondering, what, is that, what does that mean? And I know the six-point star is, like, rooted in witchcraft. So I'm wondering, what does that mean in the scripture? Well, it, so if you're talking about the Revelation 2-9 and Revelation 3-9, these were written to churches that were on the earth 2,000 years ago. So it's, it's not applying to us today. I know a lot of people have talked about this, this um, talking about the church ages, but these were seven specific churches that were on the earth 2000 years ago. And so a lot of people try to tie these things into modern day churches in the Jews and things like that. But the modern day Jews that are in Israel, they were gathered back together miraculously. Ezekiel 37 is a prophecy of God bringing those Jews back together. I've had people say, well, there, there, there are, some of them are homosexuals. They celebrate homosexuality. They're killing people and things like that. He didn't say he would bring back all saints. He said he would bring back Jews. Some of them are uh, very into Orthodox and they're into Judaism. And some of them are very secular. A lot of people don't know that. They don't understand the dynamics of what's going on in Israel. But God did bring those individuals back from uh, the European Union and Russia and Africa and all over the place back in there. So for me to look at these scriptures and say modern day, there are Jews there, but then God brought them back miraculously. But to say they're really not Jews and they don't belong there, I'm not really willing to do that. I don't see that in scripture, Keon. Okay. I yes, was sir. just wondering because when it said the blasphemy of them that say they are Jews mm -hmm. and are not, that was kind of like, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you understand the segmentation of the book of Revelation, that's why it's very important. John was told in Revelation one nineteen, hey, John, write the things which are the, a vision that you have seen in chapter 1, uh, the things that, um, right, the things which you have seen, chapter 1, the things which are presently on the earth 2,000 years ago, and then the things which will be here after Revelation 4, 1 through Revelation chapter 22. So when we get into, I know a lot of people teach that these are the church ages. And some of these things could pertain to a modern day church. But John wrote letters to seven physical churches that were on the earth 2,000 years ago. And so mm -hmm. don't believe this is applying to modern day Israel. Um, two different uh, topics there. So thank okay. you for the call, Keon. God bless you. And uh, I appreciate it. You have a great weekend. Okay, everybody, we got a lot of calls left. I'll try to get to you all before the end of the break here, or for the end of the program. And a lot of great questions today. Good conversation. Thank you so much. And um, looking forward to going through more of it when we get back from the break. God bless. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, 
we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 1133. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're going to go straight back to the phone, see if I can't get to everybody before the end of the program. Let's go to Sam in Texas. God bless Sam. Welcome to End of the Age. How about uh, the second woe? Yes, sir. Was cha- chapter 11 was the sixth trumpet war, and and the, the two witnesses were killed and raised up. Mm-hmm. And then in chapter 12, said there's war in heaven. Satan's kicked out. And then it says, woe to the earth. Is that the third woe when Satan gets kicked out in the start of the tribulation? No, sir. The third woe is the seventh trumpet. The Bible says right here in Revelation eleven fourteen, the second woe is past. Behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And then it says, and the seventh angel sounded. That's Revelation eleven fifteen. When it's talking about a woe here, it's talking about an event. But right. in Revelation chapter 12, there's a war in heaven. And the Bible says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because Satan comes down unto you having great wrath. So it's like a warning. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Um, in other words, hey, take heed, everybody. Satan's coming down unto you having great wrath. So it's two different things there uh, when the, the word woe is mentioned. Oh, well, how, does, how does it go in the timeline? I mean, it says second over and then the seventh, the seventh trump. Sure. That's, uh, a great, that's a great question. So... When you're going through, if you understand the book of Revelation, it is not written in chronological order. I don't know if you've ever heard our teaching on that or not, but there are four accounts of the second coming of Jesus Christ in the battle of Armageddon. The seals, seals, trumpets, and vials are a structural element. They all begin at different times, but they all end at the second coming of Jesus Christ and the battle of Armageddon. So when you look here at the second, well, the sixth trumpet that's in Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21. That happens before the final three and one half years, which is the Great Tribulation. And then the seventh trump happens at the end of the Great Tribulation. And uh, however, the the woe, and I understand what you're, the point you're getting at here, is that when Satan is bound to the earth, that that is, the Bible says, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, that does happen at the time of the beginning of the Great Tribulation, but World War III has happened prior to that, the Six Trumpet War. So uh, two different right. things there. Okay, thank you. Absolutely. God bless, Sam, and thank you for calling. Have a great weekend. Um, num- let's go to Tammy in Mississippi. God bless, Tammy. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi, Brother Dave. Thank you for taking my call. I sure do miss being able to talk to you all there in person in Texas, but I have a question. Um, You have always told us, and we've been taught, that the United States is not part of the New World Order. Yes. However, we, you know, there's going to be some tribulation, tribulation, and you may not be able to give an answer, and it's okay, I understand, but 
do you have any idea what kind of tribulation we will see or you know what what does that look like for the united states though we're not going to be a part of the new world order thank you lord (laughs) but we're going to see some of that tribulation and i'm just trying to see what would that look like do you know or have any idea or yeah so it's hard to to tell (laughs) right right so um the bible says that the antichrist will make um war with the saints that satan will persecute Israel and those that have a testimony in Jesus Christ. So what, what's the great tribulation? That's the number one question. It's Satan's wrath upon the earth. Satan is the main driver behind world government. So anybody who does not conform to the world government, the Antichrist is going to want to, the Bible says he's going to use a numbering system to economically sanction those individuals, to get them to bow down to his edicts and to pledge allegiance to him. And people that will not want to be part of the world religious system. However, so th- then I've had people say, well, the Bible says that he's going to control the whole world. It's going to be a world government. He's going to smash everybody like a bug if they don't pledge allegiance to him. Well, the Bible says that there are entities that will not conform to or be in full compliance with the, the world government in the end time. The Bible says in Daniel 11 that the children of Moab... Edom and Ammon will escape out of his hand. So that's the country of Jordan. Moab is the um, western portion, the Moab mountains. You have Edom in southern Jordan and Ammon up in the north is the capital of Jordan. So the country of Jordan will not come under the reign of the Antichrist. The Bible says that specifically. We know that Israel will not come under the reign of the Antichrist because you do not invade a nation that you control. He's coming down to invade Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. So they will not, they, in other words, Israel right now does not conform to the edicts of the United Nations. That's why they're so demonized by the United Nations. The United Nations, totally anti-Semitic. They pass more resolutions by far against Israel than any other nation on the planet. And that's why the United States has had to use our UN Security Council veto power to protect them so many times. And then we believe because of Revelation twelve fourteen. And the, the world governing body in Revelation 13, the eagle's wings are not mentioned there. So we're not in full compliance with the world governing body. We will have uh, either pulled out of it or we've just stayed in enough to where we can use our veto power on the UN Security Council to protect Israel all the way to the end. To any resolution that would be passed by the world governing body in the end time, it appears that we will, may stay in enough just to use our UN Security Council veto power to protect her. But we're not going to be in full compliance with the Antichrist. So we believe that the, the, the mark of the beast will not be doled out here in the United States. So will much of the tribulation come here to the United States? It does not appear that that's the case. Could we suffer okay. some things? Sure. Anybody could. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that is more um, ominous about all this to me than the world government would be the world religious system. Because I already see major religions that are signing on to the world religious system. And I could name them. I'm not going to. But yeah. you can name major religions in the United States already that have signed on to this. And they're yeah. going to be asked mm-hmm. to give up to push major doctrinal differences aside, sweep those under the rug, and we'll let God sort all that out when we get to the end time. 
or when we get, uh, when he comes back. So that's very key there because you do not want to get caught up in the religious system. Another thing, and I, that's a big question. You're going to get a big answer. Another thing is that there are people here in the United States when President Trump started pulling us out of the Paris Climate Agreement and other things, pulling mm-hmm. us out of world government is what he was doing. There were many people that were in the government that were over colleges, very influential people that said, oh, hey, we, we're globalist. We believe in a world government. So there's a website out there called We Are Still In. You can look it up. We Are Still In. And it gives you a list of all of these individuals that said, hey, we're in the United States. President Trump's pulling us out of all this, but we're still in. And so there are people that believe in a world governing body. So when I talk about the world government, I teach about it on the radio at a conference or something. I would tell people you do not want to be there are do's and don'ts in the end time. You do not want to be a part of the world governing body. You do not want to be part of a world religious system. And the reason I tell people is because you cannot pledge allegiance to that. I don't want to be a part of anything that has to do with world government. And I do not want to be a part of a church that is signing on to this huge interfaith movement and all this ecumenical stuff. And I've talked to many people, Tammy, that have said, well, my church is not doing this. And I'm like, well, what church do you go to? X church. And I said, well, hold on a minute. Didn't you know you guys signed on to this stuff 13, 14 years ago? They had no clue. They've been going to this church their whole life. They had no clue that their board members had signed documents of justification with this world religious system, interfaithism, ecumenism. And so I would urge people to research, talk to your pastor, research your board members, make sure they're not signing on to this stuff because you do not want to be, get caught up into that stuff in the end time because um, you're going to be asked you to compromise could, things that will get list. you to heaven. What's that? You, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's you said right. you could get a, You could see the list of those, um, a list of those on, it's called I am in. It's called, yeah, look up, we are still in. Oh, we are still in. Okay, I'm yeah, going to Check that it out. You, and, and these people are globalists. President Biden's a globalist. He's pushing, mm-hmm. you've seen Donald Trump pulling us out of world government many ways. And you see President Biden, I mean, he is bound and determined to push us right back into it. But the Bible says that we're not going to be in full compliance. The eagle's wings are not mentioned in that world governing body in Revelation 13. We've pulled out and we're standing with Israel all the way throughout that that tribulation period. So very, very important that we... uh, that we understand this. And you know how I can't give you a step one, two, three, how it's all going to play out. Right, um, right. But I, all I know is what the Bible says. And that, and I'm going to stick to that like super glue. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I totally agree. Well, thank you, Brother Dave. Absolutely. Thank you, and God bless you. And you have an awesome weekend. Right. Thank you. And, and you do the same, Tammy. And got, uh, good to hear from you. Okay, let's go straight to uh, Brian in Canada. God bless Brian. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing tremendous. How are you? Uh, awesome. I'm uh, just at work right now. Uh, I watch your show every day, and uh, God bless you guys. Thank you. Okay, so my question here is, you know the millennial reign, the thousand years of Jesus? Yes. Okay, my question is, what happens after that? Like, I know there's uh, 
I think Russia kind of uh, acts up again and tries to come at us, and then uh, God just puts an end to it. Do we go to heaven from there? Yeah, so um, in Revelation 20, Satan is bound yeah. for that 1,000-year millennial reign. The saints rule and reign as kings and priests with Christ for that 1,000 years. The Bible says in Revelation 20, at the end of that 1,000 years, that Satan is loosed for a short period of time, and he gathers the nations again to come down against Israel to battle. They gather around the holy city, but there's no battle at that time because God simply, the Bible says God's done. He's going to simply consume them with a fire from heaven. Well, then at that point, (laughs) yeah, at that point, the earth is prepared for the great right throne of judgment. We have the great white throne of judgment. Everybody appears before the Lord. He opens up all the books, the, the, the Bible. He opens up the, the, the Lamb's Book of Life. And if your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, then you enter into eternal life. If your name's not written, the Bible says, if your name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, then you're thrown, cast into the lake of fire. So beyond that, that's when the human experience is done away with. And we move off into eternity. The Bible says, world without end. We don't know what's out there, but your goal, Brian, and my goal is to make sure my name is written in that book, the Lamb's Book of Life. It's all through the Bible. And so I want to make sure my name is written in that book, no matter what I got to do. The Bible says you've got to be born again to get your name in that book. I'm going to be born again. I'm going to make sure I live as a Christian all the way to that time and or to the rapture. And then I'm going to enter into eternity with the Lord. We'll have immortal bodies, the inability to die, and who knows what's out there. There there could be a million other earths that we will experience and help the Lord rule them. Maybe, I mean, I don't know what's out there, but the Bible says world without end. It's eternal. It's never going to end. I've got to make sure that I spend eternity in the right place. There's only one of two places. There's a heaven and there's a hell. And I'm not going to hell. My family's not going to hell. I'm going to spend eternity with the Lord. That's my goal in all of this, Brian. So I hope that helped you. I want to say God bless to everybody. Thank you for joining this week. It's been a great week. It's been a busy week. And I want to say God bless each and every one of you, your families, your homes. We pray, pray blessings on all of our listeners every morning. And you guys have a great weekend. God bless every one of you. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.